Blog Talk Radio. Hi there. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. I am Ann Ortley, and I'm an astrologer here at the Bright Red Desk on the Upper East Side of Manhattan, and it's dark outside. Oh, winter is coming. Fall is here. Forward we go. This is the weekly weather for October 24th, 2021. Uh, welcome to the show. Welcome to the world. Welcome to the new energy moving forward. Um, last week was pretty big. You know, we talked about it being a little bit difficult, and it was. Um, so, you know, hopefully you you survived it well, got to the other side, and were able to go. Yeah, you know, that was that was big. Um, we were really watching the. Um, the aspect of the Mars coming in to um, uh, coming in to oppose Eris and square Pluto, right? And of course, it's you know it's just a contentious time. There's a lot of contentious energy whenever that happens, and so we we look at that and we go, okay, here's the energy. So we lost Colin Powell, who um, six days ago passed away from COVID after being vaccinated, but he also had multiple myeloma and he had, uh, I believe, Parkinson's. He had some, you know, two autoimmune issues. That said, that energy, of course, you know, when, when I pulled his chart, there was no time for him. But we saw Saturn coming in, so I went, ooh, this is interesting. Let's maybe rectify this. So I think he has a 5.01 a.m. birth time. So that's kind of, that was my working time based on some stuff because I thought, ooh, he doesn't have a birth time. So for those of you who want to study his chart, it's a really good example of a warrior and of course we saw the malefics right mars pluto and eris mars and pluto was a war aspect we saw the malefics aspecting and then a lot of people had hard weeks last week there were a few few suicides that i heard of a few um kids playing with guns shooting themselves and killing themselves um and then of course alec baldwin uh firing a gun that he thought was not well practicing a scene firing a gun that he thought was a cold gun and uh it apparently wasn't and obviously he killed a person and wounded another person um so that was that's the mars we watch that mars like a hawk when he's coming in and we go yeah you know this looks like it's going to be a little tough so you know it's always hard to have weeks like that also a lot of people had reveals you know i i track it on facebook a lot of pets died which sounds you know it sounds um like you know you're tracking dead pets on facebook i'm like yeah it's mars pluto or sudden collapses the pet the pets just kind of they were fine and then they just tipped over and that's the mars pluto square too so the energy of course with mars is in a uh, closing square to pluto uh and remember it met pluto in um May, uh, March, rather, of 2020, when we started this whole COVID dance. And now, you know, we see, a, you know, a leader of our country, a four-star general who served as the Secretary of State, and he was well-known throughout the world and respected for his work as a soldier, you know, happily married, and he and his wife caught COVID, you know, and I, of course, I am a pro-vaccination. I was a science degree. My father was a doctor. Vaccinations have saved thousands and thousands and thousands of life. And I'm kind of like, yeah, he might not have caught it, you know, if people had been uh, being responsible and getting vaccinated. And I hear you. You don't want to do it. I had a couple friends this week 
you know, get fired from their jobs because they don't want to be vaccinated. And I'm like, consequences of actions, consequences of choices. Saturn is really on our butt about the consequences of our choices and why we... Um, why we're making them. Of course, he was 84. He was having his Uranus return. Um, that's often, often a big exit point anyway, and he had a compromised immune system. But you kind of go, yeah, you know, there's somebody that's prominent who left because of this virus. And, um, you know, over 700,000 Americans have died from it. A city the size of Denver has been eliminated from our country. It's a big deal. Um, the other thing that we're having this week is uh, Mars going into Scorpio. So shout out to Colin and prayers for Alec and the uh, can't imagine what it's like to shoot somebody. Um, and he, of course, was a real anti-gun guy. Uh, and to the the director and to the director of photography um, who passed also, you know, prayers and obviously people's lives forever changed with that Eris Pluto um, uh, Eris Pluto Mars square. So this week, Mars is going to go into Scorpio at the end of the week. So the week is actually kind of quiet up until we get to like the 29th and the 30th, and all hell's going to break loose next weekend. I don't know quite what it is, but we've got. Uh, when I go through my list of aspects, I have a lot of things happening on the 29th and the 30th. So we just know next weekend kind of plan a little easier if you can because the world is going to be a little rocking and rolling right so mars is going to go into scorpio uh of course that's whenever a planet changes signs it's a shift he's coming from air he's diving into the swamp mars loves being in scorpio it's one of his favorite places he rules the sign yes i know pluto but mars does Mars in the traditional rulership, give it, give him Scorpio. He's the stealth fighter. You know, he's the sniper on the wall. Aries is the soldier Mars. Mars in Scorpio is the strategic Mars. So he's going into Scorpio. Of course, last week the sun went into Scorpio. And the sun is moving along this week. And he's going to square Saturn. And he's going to square Saturn on the 30th. And so he's going to he's going to look at Saturn and he's going to say, hey, hey, Saturn, you know, I'm, I've been thinking about this. And it's a closing psychological square. And remember, we've been talking about the changes that Uranus and Saturn are asking us to make. So he has the square to um, your, you know, he has the square to Saturn, and then um, in a couple of days he's going to have next week, not this week, he's going to have the opposition. Uh, in, I'm sorry, yeah, he's going to have the opposition to Uranus. So this is a setup for the changes that the Scorpio people are making. Now we all have Scorpio in our chart, so we've been changing with the Uranus-Saturn square. We've had. Um, Two of the three, we have the third one in December. But this is the week when, this, when the fixed people all start going, you know, I think I really need to change stuff. The cardinal people went in January. The mutable people went in the spring uh, with the eclipses. And then the, the fixed people are going, I think I need to change some stuff. So it's a big week of aha change. Of course, Mercury is still in its retrograde shadow. It's still telling us stories. He is not going to quite get to... The last, he's going to go through that Eris Pluto thing one more time also, but he's not there for a while. This week he is just kind of stirring the pot, but he does have a hard aspect to Neptune on the 30th, and he also has, Mercury does, has a contraparallel to Chiron. Again, we see the 30th as kind of a hot, 
time. And as we lead into it, the moon is going to be in Virgo then. Uh, and so Virgo moon has a, a sensitivity and, of course, is listening to that Mercury who has recently been retrograde. So when, the, when Mercury comes and talks to stuff on the 30th, that's kind of a potent energy. Of course, it's Halloween. It's the day uh, when the veil is the veil between the worlds is thin, uh, the, the Celtic New Year, and so there's a you know there's ability to talk to folks. A lot of people that didn't migrate over when they died leave then. I once did a meditation with someone. Uh, it was a group meditation, and we went into the underworld to kind of help people pass over. And my grandmother had passed that year, and there she was toddling along. And I'm like, "Hi, Grandma!" You know. <laughs> and so it's a wonderful day to commune with your relatives or to connect in. But we also have a lot of really intense aspects then. And then um, we also have Venus in a hard aspect to Eris and Pluto on the 30th. Now Venus is in Sagittarius, right? Um, and she's out of bounds, very out of bounds. And she's going to be trining Eris and in a semi-sextile to Pluto on the 30th. So she's popping in. Now, now we've got the moon, we got the sun, we got the Mercury, we got the Venus. And then, oh, wow, Mars. Mars goes into Scorpio on the 30th. You get the, get the feel of how this is all building up. And then, oh, wait, wait, Neptune. Neptune has a trine to Vesta on the 30th. Right? So we, again, we see the theme arising, 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 and then we also see Pluto, you know, adjusting our relationships, inviting us to look at our relationships in new ways, and that's the 28th and the 29th. Of course, Pluto's more of a slow-moving, deep, underbelly guy and a guy, but we do see that we've got this intensity, this passion, this um, lot of stuff happening on the 30th. So we feel the build-up to it. We feel Mars getting ready to leave Libra, diving from air into water. We always know when there's those turbulent changes that stuff really feels like it shifts. We do have Venus meeting up and partnering with Juno, and the, both of them are out, both of them are in Sag, and Venus is out of bounds. So she's meeting up by you know zodiacal degree, but by declination, they're at different lines. So there's a lot of renegotiating energy with relationships, because Juno also has a quintile with Ceres. Now a lot of times when we partner with people, and that can be our marriage partners, our business partners, our good friends they bring up for us some aspect of our childhood that we're working on that we didn't really resolve. And so this is one of those weeks when that kind of aha moment happens. I, with Neptune trining Vesta also, you know, like what's the home? How is the home changing? How can you not go home again? I remember at one point when I was studying astrology, and I was analyzing some charts, and I realized that one of my more important relationships, I was like, oh, my God, he's my mother. <laughs> and uh, and I said it to my astrology teacher, and he went, uh-huh. <laughs> like, you think that's unusual? And I was like, but he's like my mother. And, and it was like, uh-huh. And so, you know, now when I do astrology readings, a lot of times I'll say, well, you know, this one's a little bit like your younger sister. <gasps> You're right. Right, You know, you can see the similarities of people in your chart and where they come from. So this is one of those aha moments this week where you may go, oh, my God, he's just like or she's just like. And, and, and then everybody goes, yeah. And you go, am I the only one that didn't see it? 
Yeah, but you saw it now. And remember, remember, once we have consciousness, once we have heard it, we can't unhear it. We can ignore it. We can drop the friend that said it to us. We can stop talking to them because we don't really like what they said. But once it's been said, you cannot unhear it. You hear it. It's there you became conscious of it, it shifted your awareness, it shifted your understanding of things. You saw it in a different way. And once that happens, the changes, the changes, the die is cast, the story is shifted, the energy goes, the reveal happens. You know, think of any of the movies that you saw where there was a reveal, right, that happened. And I remember watching one at one point, and uh, my boyfriend at the time was like, there was like a weird little... Um, sigh thing that went on and he went that's not normal and i'm like what he goes that's not normal that's not a normal thing and turns out there was there was you know things to be revealed about who he was grabbing the sigh of and i remember thinking huh i know i but i don't go and grab women's sighs that often (laughs) you know but my boyfriend he'd grabbed thighs before so there's a reveal this week and um it, it it is it's big. It's like a reveal where you go, wow, wow, wow. And most importantly, once that wow happens, it doesn't shift. And it and of course it's on the collective level, which is fine, but it's also on the personal level. And Mars is entering zero Scorpio, so he is squaring that Jupiter Saturn point uh from December twentieth and he's saying, You remember when you said you thought you wanted to do this? And you you did. You said it last December and he's like, okay, well, we need to get working on it. So there's also a forward motion. We've got the planets starting to move forward. So as they shift and head forward, and then we still have all the rest of them, but the big guys that did the COVID clump, they're all moving forward and they're all saying, we're going forward. We are starting new things. So there's an energy of change in the air. And, of course, it's winter in the northern hemisphere, heading towards winter, and it's heading towards spring summer in the southern hemisphere so let's do the degrees so the sun this week and this is where we do you know somebody i read somebody this week and they said this is your pinball thing and i'm like yeah if you've had me do the pinball with you or you've taken the pinball workshop when i say the planets go between these degrees and these degrees if you print out your chart and you know you make a list of all the degrees of your chart or if you've had a reading with me you have it it's right there on the top of the sheet that's busy um, you look at where the where the degrees are, and um, you you know the sun is going to activate those degrees. So this week the sun is going from one Scorpio to eight. So any planets between one and eight are going to be activated by the sun in some form, because he's going through that section. Mercury is moving forward, starting to pick up a little pace. Um, still in his shadow, so you're still hearing from your ghosts. You're still hearing from people from your past. You're still connecting in. Mercury is going from 13 Libra to 22 Libra. And, of course, uh, the sun, I forgot to say what the sun was doing. He was having, he's got a hard aspect with the nodes of fate about connections and meeting people. He partners very well on the 26th because he's aspecting Juno. And then he has a bit of a blind spot revealed. He sees something he hadn't seen on the 28th with his hard aspect to Neptune. And then he squares Saturn on the 30th. And he goes, ouch. Wow, didn't see that one coming. But now that I've seen it, now I'm going to think differently. Sun this week um, does that. Mercury this week goes from 13 to 22. 
He has important connections on the 27th. He meets people. He's talking to the nodes of fate and having kind of conversations and understanding things. He's also having some delusion dispelled this week on the 27th, something that he hadn't really noticed. He's seeing in a different way. And then on the 30th, he's like, oh, that really is a problem because Mercury is in conjunct to or quincunx to Neptune. So that's Mercury's job. 13 to 21, he's waking up planets in your chart. Venus is running from 19 Sag to 25 and a half Sag. So she's, excuse me, she's a busy, swallowed some spit there. I don't know what that was about. Venus, I guess, she's in Sag. She's out of bounds. So I start coughing like a crazy person. So she has a square to Neptune on the 26th, which is a little bit of a dream uh, coming true or seeing dreams in a new way. And she has a lovely sextile to Jupiter, which happens once a year on the 28th. And then and then, on the 30th, <coughs> she has a trine to Uranus. I'm sorry, she has a trine to Eris and a semi-sextile to Pluto. Now remember, Venus is out of bounds. This, is, this whole Eris-Pluto thing that we've had five squares of has been a lot about this is how you're abusing power, and I don't want you to do it anymore. So there's a lot of energy with that with that aspect this week, with Venus kind of stepping in and maybe picking a little bit of a fight with Eris and Pluto. And then she finds a new way to partner the next day, because she's, okay, I think we're going to go do this now. And remember, she's out of bounds, so she's out of control in a good way or a bad way. You know, it can be a home run or it can be a... Line drive into the stands, blood and guts. I'm good either way, and it can be both. You go, wow, that was a line drive into the stands. Hit that guy. <laughs> oh, that was a line drive into the stands. Ooh, he caught it. Look at he looks so happy, right? You know, different reactions, different things. Home run. Your team hit it. You're happy. Other team hit, not so happy, right? <clears throat> and and Venus is running from 19 to 26. 25 and a half, almost 26. Mars this week going from 25 Libra, going into Scorpio. <clears throat> Excuse me, on the 28th, he's stimulating the full moon energy that we just had. So at that point, there should be um, some announcements, some changes about the Baldwin shooting, whatever happened for you if something happened on that full moon, that T-square that was forming. Um, the end is very much, aha, aha, we see it. Um, so we'll watch for that, you know, because there's, there's parts coming out, I imagine, because they caught, they found the body of the the Brian Land, Laundry guy. I keep wanting to call him Landry. Laundry guy. I think we'll probably get the autopsy report then. Um, so that, that will happen with the, with the Mars uh, hitting that point, kind of revealing things and saying, hey, let's talk to you about what went on. Mars, of course, uh, that that would be again on the uh, the twenty eighth time frame, with his energy with Neptune, and then of course he goes Scorpio um, on the thirtieth, where he will remain for a couple of months. He loves being in Scorpio. He's going to be so happy to be out of Libra. He's just like, I am so sick of Libra. I want to get out of there and go into Scorpio. We're going to have some fun. Uh, Neptune is hanging out at like 20, trining, trining Vesta, changing home, shifting stuff, again on the 30th. And Pluto is revising partnerships or seeing things and partners you maybe hadn't noticed, again on the 28th and the 29th, getting ready for the 30th. And then last but not least, 
partnerships are feeling a little bit stressed and they have a quinded chili with series like, what do you mean I'm dating my mother? What do you mean I'm dating my brother? What do you mean I'm, what do you mean they're like this? It's an aha moment. You know, part of the aha is we go, aha. <laughs> I, I can see clearly now. I couldn't see it before. So we just know that that's an important, an important energy for all of us, you know. And then also, somebody to me, because I forgot I'd said it, but Bill Clinton, um, uh, you know, the new moon that we had with the sun, Mars, and uh, sun, moon, and Mars, and Libra, I said, oh, that's Bill Clinton's chart. And, of course, he was hospitalized um, with a virus or with an infection, I guess. Lots of stuff in the sky. All right, so let's look at the moons. So today is the 24th. The moon is in Gemini. I'm very chatty and coughing besides that. Uh, so it's in Gemini goes void tomorrow morning around... 10, 11 a.m. with a trine to Mars, Moon and Gemini, trine Mars and Libra. Uh, <clears throat> the Moon is void Friday, Monday afternoon, <coughs> excuse me, from 10 to 5 p.m. when it goes into Cancer. So the closing S Sunday, Monday is helpful. Uh, void in the afternoon on Sunday, or Monday rather. Uh, goes into Cancer Monday night. Uh, it's in Cancer Tuesday, in Cancer Wednesday. Goes void at 2.02 a.m. on the 28th with a square to Mars. <coughs> Again, a hard energy. Uh, obviously, the Donald Blanford Day, the DB Day, is the 30th. Our runner-up DB Day for next week is the 27th. Very intense energy that day. Um, Venus is talking to both Neptune and Jupiter this week, so she is very much about creating and partnering, and also about working collaboratively. So take your Venus out and get her happy. Encourage her to expand ideas, send things out, launch things in the world, because she's really working very well. <coughs> uh, the moon goes void at 2.02 a.m. on the 8th, and it goes into Leo at 5.07 a.m. on the 28th, so it's in Leo Thursday, Friday, Saturday going void at 3.05 a.m. Uh, with a trine to Venus. So the evening of the day of Thursday and the day of Friday are good, but it's right before that really means Saturday. <laughs> so I'm kind of like, well, it's good aspects. You're clear because it's a Leo moon. It's bad aspects because, you know, it's a little dramatic. Got a little drama to it. And then the moon goes void at 3.05 a.m. on the 30th, and then it goes into Virgo on the 30th at 2.09 p.m. So it's void in the morning on Saturday morning, the 30th. And then it's into Halloween on Sunday, the 31st. It's in Virgo on Halloween day. And then it goes void on uh, Monday at 1 p.m. And the moon goes void with a lovely square to Venus. So really the only days this week that are good moon closing aspects, the other ones are all like ending things, relating things, finishing things. I don't want to do that anymore. It can't make me. Um, that is the Leo moon on Thursday and Friday. The other ones are good for letting things go and releasing things. And, of course, Mars goes into Scorpio on the Thursday, on, on the 30th, and there's all that other turbulence. So we recognize that the back half of the week – even though the moon is in Leo, can be a little dramatic. There's a lot of drama there <coughs> that we're working with. I don't know. 
I'm not quite sure what the heck's going on with my coughing here. I'm not dying. I'm just coughing a lot, but boy, it definitely whacked my my vocal cords. So um, at any rate, hopefully that gives you some ideas about how to work with the week. It should be fun for the beginning part. It should be not so fun at the ending part. And then um, we are in Scorpio time. We are on the the cross-quarter dates. We're entering that period of time where we can connect with our relatives and work with them. We also are in a a somber time um, because Scorpio always reminds us of endings and things leaving and things shifting. And, of course, in a week we enter eclipse season uh, because we're going to be going to the new moon um, that launches eclipse season. Uh, that'll happen at the beginning of November. <coughs> also, there was a there was a thing with the full moon that we had that was very much uh, activating the November of two, 92 time period in December um, and then the spring of 83. Those were all really, really positive uh, times that were activated, so we're back at that time kind of thinking about it. <clears throat> and of course, with the um, with the shooting with Baldwin, uh, they said, you know, the last time that happened was 1993, and that was Brandon Lee getting shot on set. And I'm like, oh, 1993 <clears throat> minus 2021—that's a Saturn return. So we definitely are seeing the structures change. We're seeing our lives change. We're seeing the structures around us shifting. Very important to go. Very important to do good self-care, to do things that are really supportive of you, that help you, that help you as we go through this week ahead, and to really kind of honor what's important to you and and how to work with it. So hopefully that gives you some ideas about how to work with the energy. I'm going to hang up and go cough for 10 minutes. Um, And remember, the end of the week, a DB day. And then uh, the Wednesday, a DB day. Um, and so forward into the, into the night, into the world. Have a good week um, and have a great time. And big hugs to everybody. Take care of yourself out there. It's going to be a little wild. Not as bad as last week, <clears throat> but the emotional aftermath of last week. Plus more aha moments from Mercury. <coughs> more aha moments from Mercury offering us guidance, I don't know, guidance, telling us tales, helping us learn things we didn't know before, and encouraging us on a very deep level to really understand what's going on in our life. So big stuff happening. Hopefully that gives you ideas of the week and how to work with it. And uh, hopefully I didn't bother you too much with my coughing. I have no idea what that's all about. But it certainly came in like a storm. Uh, especially when I started talking about the 30th. (laughs) So have a good one and take care. And Orly signing off from the bright red desk and wishing you a fabulous week of October 2-4. Bye. With Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.